Chapter Eight of the Bobbsey Twins on the Deep Blue Sea by Laura Lee Hope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Fight in the Boat. When the Bobbsey Twins first saw the small boat and the fishermen in it trying to beat off the shark that was trying to get at them, the steamer was quite a little distance off. The big vessel, though, was headed toward the fishing boat and soon came close enough for the passengers to see plainly what was going on. That is, they could not see the shark very plainly, for it was mostly under water, but they could see a long black shape, with big fins and a large tail, and the tail was lashing up and down, making foam on the waves. Hi! cried Freddy in great excitement. That's better in a shipwreck, isn't it? "'Almost as bad, I should say,' remarked Mr. Bobbsey, who, with his wife and other passengers, stood near the rail with the children, watching the ocean fight. "'The captain ought to stop the ship and go to the rescue of those fishermen,' said the man who had told Freddy not to get in the ventilator pipe again. "'I guess the shark is bigger than those men thought when they tried to kill it.' "'Is that what they are trying to do?' asked Bert. "'It looks so,' replied his father. "'Sometimes the fishermen catch a shark in their nets, "'and they kill it then as sharks tear the nets "'or eat up the fish in them. "'But I guess this is a larger shark than usual.' "'And is it going to sink the boat?' Nan wanted to know. "'That I can't say,' Mr. Bobbsey replied. "'Perhaps the fishermen caught the shark on a big hook and line "'and want to get it into the boat to bring it to shore.' or maybe the shark is tangled in their net and is trying to get loose. Perhaps it thinks the boat is a big whale or other fish, and it wants to fight. Whatever it is, those fishermen are having a hard time, said another passenger, and this seemed to be so, for just as soon as the steamer came close enough to the small boat, some of the men in it waved their hands and shouted. All they said could not be heard, because of the noise made by the steamer, but a man near Mrs. Bobbsey said he heard the fisherman cry, "'Come and help us!' "'The captain ought to go to their help,' said Flossie's mother. "'It must be terrible to have to fight a big shark in a small boat.' "'I guess we are going to rescue them,' observed Bert. "'Hark, there goes the whistle, and that bell means stop the engines.' The blowing of a whistle and the ringing of a bell sounded even as he spoke, and the steamer began to move slowly. Then a mate, or one of the captain's helpers, came running along the deck with some sailors. They began to lower one of the lifeboats, and the Bobbsey twins and the other passengers watched them eagerly. Out on the sea, which luckily was not rough, the men in the small boat were still fighting the shark. "'Are you going to help them?' asked Mr. Bobbsey of the mate, who got into the boat with the sailors? Yes, I guess they are in trouble with a big shark, or maybe there are two of them. We'll help them kill the big fish. When the mate and the sailors were in the boat, it was let down over the side of the ship to the water by long ropes. Then the sailors rowed toward the fishermen. Anxiously, the Bobbsey twins and the others watched to see what would happen. Over the waves went the rescuing boat, and when it got near enough, the men in it, with long, sharp poles, with axes and with guns, began to help fight the shark. The waters foamed and bubbled, and the men in the boat shouted, 
There goes one, came a call after a while, and for a moment something long and black seemed to stick up into the air. It's a shark, cried Bert. I can tell by his pointed nose. Lots of sharks have long pointed noses, and that's one. Yes, I guess it is, his father said. Then there must be two sharks, said Mrs. Bobbsey, for the men are still fighting something in the water. Yes, they certainly are, her husband replied. The fishermen must have caught one shark, and its mate came to help in the fight. Look, the fishing boat nearly went over that time. That really came near happening. One of the big fish, after it found that its mate had been killed, seemed to get desperate. It rushed at the fisherman's boat and struck it with its head, sending it far over on one side. Then the men from the steamer's boat fired some bullets from a gun into the second shark and killed it so that it sank. The waters grew quiet and the boats were no longer in danger. The mate and the sailors from the steamer stayed near the fishing boat a little while longer, the men talking among themselves, and then the sailors rowed back and were hoisted upon deck in their craft. "'Tell us what happened,' cried Mr. Bobbsey. "'It was sharks,' answered the mate. "'The fishermen came out here to lift their lobster pots, which had drifted a long way from shore. While they were doing this, one of them baited a big hook with a piece of pork and threw it overboard, for he had seen some sharks about. A shark bit on the hook and then rammed the boat. Then another shark came along, and both of them fought the fishermen, who might have been drowned if we had not helped them kill the sharks. But they are all right now, the fishermen, I mean, for the sharks are dead and on the bottom of the ocean by this time. Were they big sharks? asked Bert. Quite large, the mate answered. One was almost as long as the fishing boat, and they were both very ugly. It isn't often that such big sharks come up this far north, but I suppose they were hungry, and that made them bold. I'm glad I wasn't in that boat, said Nan. Indeed, we all may well be glad, Mrs. Bobbsey said. Will those fishermen have to row all the way to shore, asked Freddie, looking across the waters. No land was in sight. No, they don't have to row, said the mate of the steamer. They have a little gasoline engine in their boat, and the land is not so far away as it seems, only five or six miles. They can get in all right if no more sharks come after them, and I don't believe any will. The fishermen waved their hands to the passengers on the steamer, and the Bobbsey twins and the others waved back. Goodbye, shouted the children as loudly as they could. Whether the others heard them or not was not certain but they continued to wave their hands. It took some time to hoist the lifeboat up in its place on the steamer, and in this Freddie and the others were quite interested. I'd like to own a boat like that myself, said the little boy. What would you do with it? questioned Flossie. Oh, I'd have a whole lot of fun, was the ready answer. Would you give me a ride? Of course I would. At last the lifeboat was put in its proper place, and then the steamer started off again. The Bobbsey twins had plenty to talk about now, and so did the other passengers. It was not often they witnessed a rescue of that kind at sea, and Bert, who, like Freddie, had been hoping he might sight a shipwreck, 
that is, he wished it if no one would be drowned, was quite satisfied with the excitement of the sharks. Only I wish they could have brought one over closer, so we could have seen how big it was, he said. I don't, remarked Nan. I don't like sharks. Not even when they're dead and can't hurt you, asked Bert. Not even any time, Nan said. I don't like sharks. Neither do I, said Flossie. Well, I'd like to see one if Daddy would take hold of my hand, put in Freddy. Then I wouldn't be afraid. Maybe there'll be sharks when we get to Cousin Jasper's house, said Flossie. His house isn't in the ocean, and sharks is only in the ocean, declared Freddy. Well, maybe his house is near the ocean, went on the little fat fairy. Cousin Jasper is in the hospital, Nan remarked, and I guess they don't have any sharks there. Maybe they have alligators, added Bert with a smile. Really? asked Nan. Well, you know, Florida is where they have lots of alligators, went on her older brother, and we're going to Florida. I don't like alligators any more than I like sharks, Nan said, with a little shivery sort of shake. I just like dogs and cats and chickens. And goats, said Flossie. You like goats, don't you, Nan? Yes, I like the kind of goat we had when we went to Blueberry Island, agreed Nan. But look, what are the sailors doing? She pointed to some of the men from the ship, who were going about the decks, picking up chairs and lashing fast with ropes, things that might roll or slide about. Maybe we're almost there and we're getting ready to land, said Freddy. No, we've got another night to stay on the ship, Bert said. I'm going to ask one of the men. And he did, inquiring what the reason was for picking up the chairs and tying fast so many things. The captain thinks we're going to run into a storm, answered the sailor, and we're getting ready for it. Will it be very bad, asked Nan, who did not like storms. Well, it's likely to be a hard one, little miss, the sailor said. We will soon be off Cape Hatteras, and the storms there are fierce sometimes. So we're making everything snug to get ready for the blow. But don't be afraid. This is a strong ship. However, as the Bobbsey twins saw the sailors making fast everything and lashing loose awnings and ropes, and as they saw the sky beginning to get dark, though it was not yet night, they were all a little frightened. End of chapter 8